OTB Rugby. And that's why those of us that aren't cynicals but understand the workings, see the world rankings as they currently are, as very fallible and very loose. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from off the ball. You're so unexpected. It's one of those you had to be there moment. You had to be there. It subsequently genuinely did change everything about my life. I had to be there. Yeah, two minutes past nine on this Thursday morning's OTBM. It's the latest episode, as you just heard there in the sting, of You Had To Be There. Delighted to welcome the comedian and actor all-rounder, Eric Lawler, in the studio. How are you, Eric? I'm very, very excited to be here, lads. Thanks for having me. And well, both fan. I mean, and both, well, that was, was that not yeah. obvious? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is an absolute gem of it. It is the Dublin bus jersey. It is, yeah. yeah. It's the one uh, It's one of many Bowes jerseys that's caught the attention of people. But this one in particular, I think, uh, stands out because of its... Well, it's likeness to a Dublin bus seat, and I have sat on the Dublin bus with this <laughs> camouflage. And, uh, Somebody yeah. actually sat in your lap because he didn't see you. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yeah. like ticket inspector, I can get away with a free ticket, no problem. <laughs> there was nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> I like those glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those glasses hovering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It's, they've had a few, though. They've had the Bob Marley one. Um, there have been a mul- multiple number of, yeah, of those jerseys. The most recent one, I suppose, the one that grabbed the h- headlines very recently was the, the tribute to Christie. That was yes. a great idea, wasn't it? Was it was a nice moment. Yeah, you know, I mean, in the three days, they raised 100, over 140 grand for St. Francis Hospice, which was amazing. Like, you know, they sold like three and a half thousand jerseys Jesus. in three days, which is incredible. And, you know, all the credit uh, with the jerseys goes to Dan Lambert, the COO of Bowes. He, he's the genius behind all of these. <laughs> and he, he likes to downplay it all the time, but he is. Like, he is a socialist Jeff Bezos. <laughs> he would be a multi-billionaire if he, uh, if he put his mind to it. He, he's a socialist, but he embraces capitalism very well. Yeah, like, you know? yeah, yeah. But that, that Aslan <laughs> thing, honestly, I thought that was such a... Like, the difference that would make to a hospice, you can slag bows all you want. I thought that was a beautiful gesture. Mm. It really was. And, uh, of course, the Palestinian jersey, that was out yeah. there recently as well. The Bob Marley. Yeah, there's so many now. Like, and we get so excited when there's a new jersey about to launch. We're going, yeah. I wonder whose who's piss we're going to boil today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I was going to introduce you as actor or comedian. I was going to introduce you as Fair City villain. Oh well. yeah, yeah. I mean, it must be lovely to play a villain. Oh, it's the best crack ever, you know. Um, because you could be having a bad day, <laughs> and you go into there, and you don't have to pretend that you're, you're in good form. You just put the scowl into your performance, and they're going, they're like, oh my god, he's a nasty. Son. Yeah, yeah. When I got the part in Fair City, my mum's a big fan, you know. And she t- I told her, and she was like, oh my god, I can't believe she was delighted, so proud. Never been prouder of me, like you know. And, uh, and I said, and then I said, man, no. She said, when you see the character I'm playing, he's an awful, an awful so and so. And she goes, I don't care, I don't care. And then within two weeks, I'll be watching on screen. I got a text out me going, don't ever come out to my house. <laughs> That's not my son. <laughs> Awkward Christmas dinner after that. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Well, Johnny Ward, we we're just saying Johnny Ward's your. Well, this is this. I mean, this that, is the other Johnny Ward. There's obviously I, the Ferry City Johnny Ward. Uh, yeah, this. Johnny's just got money there. Yeah. yeah, I was sending it to the family group the other night. There was a headline. Um, and it was Johnny Ward Weds right and I blocked everything else out and the sister was like you've got to give me a bit more information here <laughs> the actual headline was uh, Fair City and Love Hate Actor Johnny Ward Weds Stunning Bride Brenda Murphy but that bit you know was left out but um, Johnny Ward Weds. there's a lot of Johnny Wards out there yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of famous go. ones absolutely yeah. there's a geezer that does um, travels around the world as well he's very well known like he's Irish and he's a world explorer so he's number three of the list yeah. right you, are you number one in the Google search oh, oh, you oh yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, have to be absolutely. you're omnipresent yeah. by their yeah. stage you're everywhere there's a few Johnny Love, anyway. love hate, you know. Yeah, love hate. Yeah, there you go. Uh, how, how difficult was the you had to be there selections for you? Because it stresses a lot of our, our guests out. I have to say, Eric, it was it was it was very difficult because um, you know I've been to, I'm a big sports fan. I go, I go to a lot of sporting events, but then when you're told, yeah, but is there a performance from an individual? 
that really kind of puts the, the nerves on you um, and I had to really dig deep into the memory bank because I forget a lot of the matches I've been at I know the results but I can't remember who played particularly yeah. well that day um, there might be substances involved you know <laughs> which would explain that you know but, um, League of Ireland yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah it was, it, but also it was great as well it was, it, was, it, was, it was almost therapeutic going back into the memory bank and looking up and going oh yeah I was at that match and then remembering and then things start to come back and I'm even going back in through my phone and seeing old photographs and videos from, yeah. from said matches like you know so uh, although it was, it was tough uh, I got there in the end and it's nowhere near as impressive as Conor Morse by the way <laughs> Conor Moore with his Madison Square Garden and his masters <laughs> Tiger Woods just lumped in there yeah. Ah, yeah, and I'm talking about Ali Clue with the Aviva <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, they're, still, they're still brilliant picks I have to say uh, I know which one I prefer to be at by the way but there we go, <laughs> there you go. We, we'll get into them the first one is uh, if we get into uh, the order I guess of which they happened May 23rd 1987 this is Lansdowne Road yeah. oh. Ireland against Brazil 1-0 victory for Ireland and, and uh, Liam Brady's performance I mean iconic oh it's you know, and and if you remember back, I mean, I'm showing me age here now. But at the time, uh, Jack, you know, had come on the scene, and suddenly we had a team to be proud of—a team that was shaking up Europe, causing fear, very hard to play against. And Brady was kind of, kind of pushed to the side a little bit because we played a very direct style of football, and he was this maestro in the midfield mm-hmm. who wanted to get it down. And we played, and quite often he was left out of the team. Um, this was May '87, so we were well on our way uh, to, to qualifying for Euro '88. Um, he started that game against Brazil and I think he's even said to this day that was his favourite international goal um, I think he only scored 9 or 10 goals yeah. for Ireland it's the disguise as well, well oh, it was outrageous wasn't it Like you're, you're thinking because Brady we've seen him do it so many times bending bending balls into the top corner um, <laughs> and he had the keeper and the whole Brazilian defence convinced that's what he was going to do and then just dragged it near post Eric what was Lansdowne like in, in days like that Like, I mean to, you, you look back on it now and I, I, have a very, I have a very recollection of watching it what was it like it was it was uh it was great. It was like such an it was like an old style stadium, like really, really old, falling apart, but an amphitheater all the same, and a lot of history. And I remember um, as a kid growing up on Saturdays, my dad, uh, especially when the five the Five Nations was on at the time, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Ireland playing at Lansdowne Road, and going, I'd love to go there sometime. And then like rugby, I liked rugby, but it was never like I have to go and see Ireland play rugby. Football was my game, so I, I started going to Irish internationals. Um, I remember I was at Jack Charlton's very first match. Um, the, against Wales was a friendly uh, I remember Neville Southall broke his ankle in the in the game we lost one nil. Ian Rush scored um, and Ray Houghton and John Aldridge made a debut and it was like the start of the new era yeah. these names yeah. like these names yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 1986 and you're like it was uh, it was like it's particularly in the Havelock uh, the Havelock road end um, the, the, the noise like there was a big wall of Irish fans and it was real it's like a throwback to the old days, like you know, like uh, uh, like there's a lot of talk now. The hill mm. in, in, in Crow Park at the moment, people don't want seats there. They want the stand. Uh, Eric atmosphere. was like Dublin was very poor as well at that time. Oh, yeah. Ireland was very poor. Yeah. So sport meant something so much more. It was like it was a release. Like it was the it was the, like we'd never seen Ireland qualify for a major tournament. We always had uh, plucky teams who almost were unlucky, you know, with dodgy refereeing decisions mm, in yeah. Europe and all that kind of thing. And you're going, will we ever get to a major tournament? And Obviously, Jack coming in, a controversial decision at the time to appoint him, but Jack coming in changed everything. Um, I still don't think we fully capitalised on the whole Euro 88, Italian 90 thing. I still don't think we did. You yeah, know? Absolutely. And we're still <laughs> talking about it today. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it was a very special time. As you say, it was, it was tough times. It was the late 80s. Uh, Dublin was, was decrepit it was falling apart it's bleak looking in videos yeah. like it's, it's, it's really in the 35 years. years after Euro 88 we're talking about um, you know headlines of soccer trying to make a case for itself in the doll I know 
And getting five minutes with Diarroch this after the GAA, GAA go uh, controversy. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's madness. But it was, it was when you, as I say, really in the years you look at the images of, of Dublin back then in the late 80s. It's it is bleak looking, but this but there's something about this match even when you watch it back. The vibrancy of the yellow jersey. Oh. It, it wasn't the greatest Brazil team probably no. of all eras, but I think uh, Romario made his debut maybe that, yeah. that day. You're very and young. They had, had Josimar, uh, who yeah. was such a star at the '86 World Cup, and they had Muller, yeah. who was another star at the '86 World Cup. Now, in fairness, the rest of the Brazilian lads I wasn't too familiar with, but Romario was on the bench. I think he came on. Yes. Um, but to say, just, there, sorry, that's what I meant to say. Uh, Romario's debut, that's why I picked that <laughs> <match>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What was his name again? <laughs> young lad, Romario. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it, was, it was such a great moment for Liam Brady, and, and I was thrilled that he had that memory to take away. You know, his favourite goal for Ireland is scoring against the most iconic team on the planet, let's be honest. You watched the documentary? The, 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 the Brady documentary? No, I didn't. Ah. Where's that? Yeah, it was brilliant. Oh, it's like, was that, what was that? Like two it was months over ago? visits Tardelli in Italy. Yeah, yeah. Where, have you, where have you been? Oh, yeah. wait, no, he's no, lo- no. He's yeah, loving yeah. Dylan and he's loving music and all that, yeah. And yeah. He's, like, he's still revered in Italian circles, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Like, the Juve fans, Massively. the Inter fans, yeah. Ascoli, Sampdoria, they all hold him in high esteem. And, uh, and like not many Irish or English players would do well in Syria. Yeah, to be honest, Un- unheard of. And he left Arsenal and went to Juventus and was, and, like, didn't he win the, the, the title? Were the penalty in the last minute, yeah. of the last game, unbelievable or stuff. Like, Off the incredible. bench, yeah, yeah. What was your um, what was your Lansdowne Road match day experience? Because everyone had seemed to have their routine going to a match at Lansdowne Road. Even when I was a kid, like before it was changed over, we used to always get the dart from Colester or cousin's house, and you get in and stay for the autographs after the match. But Lansdowne Road means something different to to so many different people. So, what was your your match day routine? Well, back at that um, Brazil game, I wasn't young, I wasn't old enough to drink. Um, so only had managed to have and then out too literally stuck to the lager stuck to the lager yeah. <laughs> like Delvoy and the mother like you know time to go home school in the morning <laughs> yeah. but uh, no it was, it, it was it was very much that it was it was the dart um, and we would get out really early uh, just to just to uh, you know even get a hot dog or a, or a hamburger beside the ground and just soak up the atmosphere and getting so excited um, this is way before Sky and all that kind of stuff you know um, and then seeing the team arrive on the bus and like we were kids so exciting and spotting the players going oh yeah. my god there's Paddy Bonner and, <laughs> and all this kind of stuff and uh, yeah so the, the, the routine obviously changed the older I got yeah. you know but back at that game um, when we were kids going to Lansdowne Road that was the thing we get there as early as possible sample as much of the atmosphere as possible uh, have burgers and then get in and pick pick a seat whatever you know I know you were assigned to a seat but quite often you didn't when you were a kid you, were, you got away with murder it's <laughs> <Yeah>. what <laughs> you wanted I presume the half and half scarves weren't because that would be a brilliant one I, I, oh, I don't, I don't yeah. approve of half and half scarves always but Ireland Brazil 87 yeah. would have been a yeah. I don't even know if they were on sale back then probably not no I don't think so I no, don't think so that, that, that was a thing that came in the 90s with Sky and all that yeah. the half and half scarves <laughs> like you know but, um, and even the match day programs and stuff like that'd be a brilliant one to have for, for eighty seven. It really would. It's a sad thing. The programs are really, really struggling at the moment, and it will. Like if you have a program from like I, I was even looking back at programs lately. Eric. Like it's like games you can't remember. Was I at that game? And it sparks something. It's like I remember that now, and yeah. just having that match program. This is I'm talking like mid nineties. Yeah. And match programs are they're, they're beautiful. It'll be sad if they go. Like yeah, for sure. Your second pick, Eric, is is one close enough to your heart, quite literally. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, uh, Barcelona against Real Madrid, a one 0 win for Barca in La Liga, in November two thousand and nine. Yeah, this was your. <coughs> what, you, you can tell us why this is close to your heart. <laughs> it was it was it was close to my heart, I suppose, because um, it was my honeymoon. Um, I got married the day before in Dublin right. to my wife, and we went on honeymoon the next day to Barcelona. And like when I tell people this, they go, 
you didn't know the El Clasico was on that night, the first night of your honeymoon. I was like, no, genuinely, I didn't. And like somebody had said to me, you're going to Barcelona on your honeymoon, and she goes, you know, El Clasico's on. I was like, no way. And I arrived in Barcelona. Even I don't believe that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I went, and, yeah. and we're going to have a romantic time. We're going to have such a romantic time. Here's money for shopping. I'm going to match. And, <laughs> oh, so you went by yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, he's right. Would you believe here's, here's another element to the story. Uh, another comedian, Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jason was at my wedding. And um, he said to me, where are you going on your honeymoon? This you third wheel your honeymoon. Listen to this way. <laughs> he, says, I'm, he says, the day after your wedding, I fly out to Madrid to do a gig. And then the night after that, I'm in Barcelona doing a gig. And I went, no way. <laughs> he says, yeah. He says, sure, I'll, I'll drop into you. And I says, yeah, great. But my wife and his wife are friends. And then all of a sudden, his wife ended up coming as well. Now, his wife rang my wife going, I can't believe he's after inviting us onto your honeymoon. Me <laughs> 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 and the best honeymoon ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me <laughs> and the missus had, like, we, we were a long, long time. I'm engaged. We had four kids and all um, before we got married. You know, like we basically run out of things to say to each other at that stage. So we were delighted <laughs> to get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were delighted to have another couple of people with us. And uh, and myself and Jason ended up getting tickets for the El Clasico. And it was uh, it was it was just an array of talent: Henri, Messi, Ronaldo. You know, the whole shooting match. And I remember Zlatan was on the bench, and he wasn't really in favour with Guardiola. I think he still slags him off. Now. Yeah, oh, he hates, uh, hates, yeah, hates yeah, him. Hates yeah, him. He calls him an egomaniac or whatever. Um, imagine Zlatan yeah. calling him an egomaniac. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I, I remember. He, look, but just being in that stadium for such an iconic football fixture in the new camp. I was at the new camp a couple of years before that on a tour in an empty stadium, and I was going, "Oh, I'd love to be on a match here sometime." And then to go to a match and for that to be El Clasico was just oh, easy to get tickets. Actually, or um, it was it was sold out. But um, I think we paid slightly over the odds. We we, right. we were happy to do that, though. You mm. know what I mean? Uh, um, yeah. Now we were up in the up in the gods. Uh, yeah, mm. New but, Camp. You're, you're fairly high up there. Yeah, Camp but New. still, you have a perfect view of the match. Um, what's always funny about the Barcelona Real Madrid games as well is like there's about twenty Real Madrid fans on it, mm. and right. this little mm. section up in the gods. Yeah, they put the away fans in a section kind of thing, and you can't hear them obviously, like you know. But I mean, brave lads, twenty of them. Like we even before, like you don't you don't associate Barca, I suppose, with having. Ultras, mm. do you know sort mm. of way? I, I, I never. <laughs> but my God, when we when we went to the bars before the game, it was it was it was getting tasty. You know what I mean? Yes. There was flares, and they were looking at us as if to say, "Who are you?" And we were going, "Ah, Barca, we love Barca, go on Barca." <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, but the occasion was incredible. Uh, Messi, as I said, Ronaldo, Zlatan came off the bench and banged in a winner. Beautiful goal, actually. And uh, and the place, the noise in the place, it was just insane. Oh. So it's a um, Danny Alves cross. He just come on for Thierry Henry. Yeah. Like, you know, and he goes over and obviously embraces Guardiola. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> BFFs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, no, it was. It was. It was just an amazing experience to be there. And I suppose I've always. I'm a Man United fan as well. Um, from from his sins and uh, and I, I enjoyed Zlatan's time at Man United and I yeah. always hold him in high regard. I never I was never a massive Zlatan fan, but I saw what he brought when he came to United as well. Like you know, he yeah. was people thought he was well past his pomp, and maybe he was, but he still came on. And I saw him playing in Tala, and it was funny. It was the one the one time I enjoyed playing in Tala. Yeah. Against um, AC oh, Milan, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was the one time during these crappy pandemic games where there was yeah. no noise. It was the one time I enjoyed it. I could hear his Latin during the game shouting at people. And I was like, "That's pretty cool." And oh, he, really? Yeah, I could actually hear him, and it was it was you. You did feel like was he bollocking people? Uh, it, was, it was more like constructive, but even okay. even they were sort of in awe of him as well, even at his age and the physicality of the man. Like, and yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Just an aura. Yeah, people talk about certain sports people when they walked into a room. Was it last week's episode? Paul Howard was talking about Alex Higgins 
when he walked into a room you could feel the atmosphere of the room changing I've never been in a room with Zlatan but I'd imagine the same thing happens yeah. where he's just got a distinct aura about him ah, just like, I mean, what a way to go out as well his retirement speech at the Sands here or there yeah. and the other fans are slagging him off and he <laughs> yeah what does he say and he, he says uh, you, you slagging me off at my, um, at my farewell speech is the greatest thing to happen to you as all season <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> ah, it's brilliant what a man yeah um, like so cocky that you kind of like when I first heard about him I wanted him to fail but then you, you just kind of grow to respect and love the man yeah so uh, I, I hold Zlatan very highly up there and he was one of my kind of tenuous links he wasn't man of the match in that game but he got the winning goal yeah and uh, and it was kind of a, a two finger salute to Guardiola who there didn't fancy him at the time you know just doesn't even start but steals the headlines essentially yeah, from Ronaldo and Messi who a couple of settings off in that game as well I was reading there Lissana Diarra was sent off late for a kick and, out on Xavi and Busquets I think was it? Busquets was sent yeah. off earlier in the game as well Jesus mm. yeah so it, the usual uh, so at nearly half an hour yeah Barca were playing with it without a without uh, 11 men so that's right one yeah. of those brilliant games that and it was just when, and, and Real Madrid had a lot of the ball at that stage and it was just constant whistling and booing and whistling and booing you know when the opposition has yes. the ball like the noise in the new camp of the booing and whistling was like incredible incredible but uh, yeah just an amazing experience yeah. to be there he definitely had that aura Paul Howard actually said Alex Higgins and Liam Gallagher had the had that aura so was that hand similar yeah, yeah Higgins and Gallagher would be more sort of in common than Higgins and Zlatan I would have thought like uh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah Higgins and Gallagher would probably be like alright your third pick Eric is, uh, is June 6th 2015 Andres Iniesta Barcelona Juve I yeah. mean what a baller the greatest, yeah, like, oh, like ridiculous. Like, like everyone talks about Messi, and rightly so. The go, um, and I was, I was firmly in Ronaldo's camp for many, many years. Only tainted his legacy when he came back to us there. Mm. So I'm a Messi fan now. But Iniesta <laughs> to me was only maybe barely fractionally less than Messi. I think you could say yeah. he's the only when he, he won man of the match in that Champions League final. And to that point, he was the only player to have won man of the match in the World Cup final the European Championship final and the Champions League final Yeah, at that time now I'm sure maybe Messi may have done that with Copa Libertadores you know what I mean since then yes. um, but he was the first person to have won like the Holy Trinity like the European Championship final yeah. World Cup final and the Champions League final man of the match performances and it was an amazing occasion being at the final I was with a sponsor it was I, I, I'm going to declare that right now in case I have to go in front of a committee um, <laughs> on the record, are you listening on the record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I was with sponsors and um, it was an amazing day in Berlin but look we, we went out there a couple of days early we had access to the training so we were in the Olympic Stadium in Berlin watching Juve train and then we went back a couple of hours later watching Barca training to see yes. Messi training see Pogba, Pirlo all these people training it's incredible Jeez. you know and on the day of the uh, of the final there was a, a pub quiz all right, for the corporate people, and the quiz master was Marco Van Basten. Ah, right? oh, lads! And, she's like, and I was like, oh my God, Marco Van Basten's our quiz master. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I, I had heard about it. I had heard about it prior to that, and me being the super Bose man I am, I brought Bose jersey with me and gave it to him. And oh, presented brilliant. it to him, and he held it up and he said, "Just like Milan." And I went, <laughs> yeah. That's right, Marco. Yeah, and of course, Bose had it all over the social media. Marco Van Basten is a Bose fan. <laughs> yeah, the usual. It's like the male fans yeah. just throw the jersey at a pope or whoever it's coming. Yeah. Like, get the photograph. Oh, that's amazing. But, um, and then going into the to, to the game itself, and my God, the best seats in the house. Like I still pinch myself when I think how lucky I was to be there and experience it, and the wall is ground to the left from the uh, Barca fans and then to the right this black and white wall of sound from Juve it was incredible like you think of Champions League finals and it is mostly sponsors but it seemed to me at that final mm. a lot of fans got their hands on tickets and there was a real feverish atmosphere in, yeah. in, 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 the, in the stadium like he like to, 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 talk about the heartbeat of a team as well the way he played like like 
just never. I not. I think it was a rare thing. I think you'd have to dig deep into Google and YouTube to find a misplaced pass from Iniesta or a miscontrol. Yeah, you know what I mean. He was just perfect and a buzz of activity. Like what's it? He scored a winning goal in the World Cup final against Holland. Um, Ten, yeah. Like I mean that even that game, the, the that Champions League final, an array of stars, and yet he stood out as the best player on the park and it was just a privilege to be there yeah. and I won that pub quiz by the way did you? <laughs> is that a lie? no it's the truth really? and, what, and do you know what the prize was? a signed jersey from Iniesta ah so you want it, You have a signed jersey from Iniesta? I do and it's still in my wardrobe at home framed? no and I didn't even get one of them what's that you know the authenticity kind of search yeah I, was just yeah. Giving, like, I, went, I arrived at the stadium we could be doing the pub quiz that day and the corporate person came up to me and said Eric that pub quiz today I went yeah 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 you won I went what? You won. I said, oh, yeah, of course I did. Yeah, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, what's the prize? And he, he gave me this box and, and, and I opened it up and it was signed by Anders in yesterday. Oh, amazing. His, his bar and was like, What's oh he up God. to nowadays, actually? He's out in Japan or something, isn't he? Uh, he is. Unless you research that one. Yeah. It was funny. I, I, um, I remember going to, well, I was walking the Camino, Camino de Santiago in 2012. So this is obviously the tail, tail end of that, those three amazing major European or major uh, championships for, for that Spanish team. And I remember really what I expected over there, but I expected like Messi's face to be everywhere in, in Spain or whatever. Even but Iniesta's face, even just in in little shops, like him licking an ice cream or whatever. Like just he was sponsoring everything. Yeah, he was the poster mm. boy, wasn't he? He yeah. was the yeah. poster boy. Yeah. But it, but when you think back now, it's no surprise because everyone appreciated how good he was. Like, I mean, I think even Messi. I think Messi's on record as saying probably the best player he's ever played with. Yeah, five you foot know. seven as well. Like yeah. just goes yes. to show, like. a pocket dynamo and mm. unbelievable fitness levels as mm. well. He just never stopped. Yeah, like, it was the same pace from the first minute to the last. Unbelievable football and a, an absolute privilege to witness that. Uh, and what a game! Like I mean, the game itself was was a brilliant game. Like uh, uh, what's his name? The Rakitic scored after like four or five minutes. Yeah. But then one nil up, and then uh, and you're thinking, ah, this is going to be a slaughter. Uh, but fair play to Juventus they, they, they held firm I think it was Morata equalised then second yeah. half um, and then Suarez there was a lot of subplots in that game as well mm. it was the first time Suarez came up against Evra since the non-handshake oh, right. wow. at Old Trafford you know so and, uh, and and Evra was like I think Evra had said you know oh, no I'll shake his hand I will I'll rise above and I'll shake his hand I think they did shake hands kind right. of like you know um, but um, yeah just and obviously and Chiellini was injured for the final and you know he'd been bitten by Suarez before, so right, <laughs> once bitten yeah. and all that. Yeah. <laughs> and he only got injured like about three, four days before the final. And I think it was when he realised Suarez was playing. Oh, there's, there goes the hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, he'd been bitten by him, him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So it was, uh, yeah, and, and Suarez scored and Neymar scored at the end. Was kicking the game? Yeah. An amazing, an amazing game. Barca take the lead after only three minutes and twenty-two seconds. Like just the speed of it, um, and it was that uh, Iniesta was involved in that in that opening move. Unbelievable awareness, and that, that I think that's the word that that is always used within Iniesta was awareness. Him yeah. and Javi like, as well were kind of. He just uh, Colin just sent on there. He's just ended up in. He's finished up in Japan, and uh, I see he donated um, a lot of money to um, their earthquake fund in. What was that? A few years, two, three years ago as well. So um, yeah. yeah, he's just he's probably just finished now, pretty much, unless yeah. he goes to Saudi, which hopefully you mentioned Javi there as well. That was his. He came on. Uh, we have 15 minutes to go, I think, and that was his last ever appearance for Barcelona. Wow! Right. So another so many subplot there, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was always torn between which them I like more, Xavi or Iniesta. Yeah. So like, I was just like, just that literally running a game, like running a game, and that's they they made football beautiful in that Barca team. To be fair, they, like they broke my heart as a Manchester United fan. Those Champions League finals, where I think we touched the ball three times in two matches. Yeah, you know, they just 
we just couldn't get the ball off the ball. Bowes used to have when Bowes played Bordeaux back in the oh. his early 90s Saddam <laughs> <Zidane, laughs> was playing the Bowes fans chant was we'll get the ball in a minute yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah. like and, and they had a, I think Jugaree did an insane team and the Bowes fans were like yeah. are we going to get the ball again like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but it was like that for Man United in the Champions League final in Rome and then in Wembley um, they absolutely destroyed us and at the, the heart of that was Iniesta and Xavi you know running the show yeah absolutely tearing it up it was mad that Carlos Tevez is on that Juventus team yeah. playing that day alongside Patrice Everton I know the two of them were like really really close friends I think Parchi Sung was the third member of that That's little right, trio yeah. when they were United I think I remember ever saying he was far from impressed with Tevez when he joins Man City eventually but for them to have linked up at, at Juventus as well, like such a, I forgot Tevez was on that Juve team as well. Yeah, yeah, you forget. Like I mean, it was a really strong Juve team as well. Like and Pogba was before Pogba, I think, found Instagram as well. Or <laughs> the barbershop, the footballer, yeah, the barbershop as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he was very impressed, impressive on the day as well. There was ah, there was so many like Pirlo watching him. Like it's just ah, you had to pinch yourself just watching these players in front of you. God, I can't believe I'm here witnessing this. Yeah. Um, but a, a momentous night um, and one I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah, in the Olympia Stadion in uh, in Berlin. Your penultimate pick, Eric, August third, twenty twenty one. This is Ali Coote, oh, Bohemians, Aviva Stadium. It's, yeah. it's Pauk, isn't it? That's the way the Pauk, Pauk, yeah. yeah. Pauk at the time, um, like it, this this match, I, I suppose it, it was a it was a beautiful summer for Bowes fans, and also an awkward summer because it was in the height of COVID. Yeah, um, and eight thousand wasn't it? Six and eight thousand. Six thousand for the first game, and then eight thousand, and then nine thousand, I think, for the third game. But the first two games at the Aviva, remember, beautiful sunny evenings. We played Starland from Iceland three 0 We played did along who were playing Patsy B Pats last night. Yeah, yeah. Beat them three 0 um, I was at the two of them games, and you, yeah. you know the walk down the canal to see all these Bose fans, like all wearing Bose jerseys. It was really special, even yeah. as a Galway Knight fan, to see that summer. Yeah, it was amazing, and, and there was also a sense of, oh my God, we're out again in a stadium. Mm. You know, mm. we're, 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 we're like friends it. again, yeah. kind of thing. And, and there, was, there was a real added excitement to it, and, and it was almost like. It was a bonus if we got something out of the game. It's just great to be here. Look at us in the Aviva. I, I'd gone to FAI Cup finals watching other clubs and dreaming of the day that Bowes ever turned out at the Aviva, you know. Yes. And we got there through Europe and uh, the, the the culmination of those three games, obviously coming up against Powell, who had like a wage bill of 50 million. Uh, you know, you Kagawa. Shinji Kagawa playing. Kagawa yeah. was playing. Like, you know, Nelson Oliveira, the Portuguese uh, centre forward was playing for them. Like, you know, and we were expected to get a hiding. Um, and we were like ah well listen we got this far we just go out and enjoy it and then like we scored in the first half remember Georgie Kelly bullying one of their defenders and laying the ball back and Ali Coote buried it and we were all in dreamland we're like oh my god I can't believe this has happened I can't believe this has happened because they missed the chance after like three or four minutes Great when he should have scored Great chance, yeah. should have scored and uh, when he missed it we all kind of gone oh hang on Maybe yeah, these aren't fully yeah. on it, like you, you never know. know. And then we went at them and just caused them problems and went one nil up and could have been two, three up by half time. Uh, and then we were like, all right, second half, they're going to regroup now at half time. And then the the free kick at the corner, uh, well worked routine, I have to say. Uh, <laughs> Ross Tooney made the 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 the, the run, took the defender away. Ball was played back to Ali Q. Ali Q smashed it. Keeper made a balls with it. This is the second goal. The keeper, yeah. The yeah, keeper, the keeper was, doesn't yeah, come. He made an absolute glory, balls. Yeah. Yeah. But bit of a Massimo Taibi moment there for yeah, people. Well, yeah, it was, it was terrible. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I was standing at the back of the goal, behind the goal that they scored, and I was standing with PJ, PJ Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the 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 new recent Bowes convert. And <laughs> <laughs> I remember the two of us just looked at each other as in just disbelief. Is, it, is this happening? Is this really happening? Yeah, yeah. Two nil up against Powell. And there's a video somebody had. I I, I must dig it out somewhere. But there's a video someone had. They were filming their dad, but behind their dad is me and PJ. 
and we're looking at each other. And for some reason, I just took off, sprinting down the, <laughs> down the seats into the main bowls area and just diving onto a load of bowls fans. <laughs> and then all the stewards are like, social distancing, social distancing. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It's off too, and they'll up against power. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Social distancing. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, they, they, they went on and scored uh, to make it 2-1 and, 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 and ultimately we got knocked out in the second leg. But just a very, very special night. Um, and Ali Q. Uh, was one of many Bowers players who was outstanding, but because he got the two goals, uh, he was my man of the match, my, yeah. my my big performance that night. You know, I always took to Lansdowne Road that summer. Like they won three it, it in a row there. They didn't. They scored what? So two three nils, I think, off yeah. the top of my head. So they won eight one in aggregate. The three games, and there was something about them. They looked so at home yeah. in, in the Aviva Stadium. And um, the, the other thing as well, they lost the second leg two 0 Keith Ward missed oh, unbelievable chance. Yeah. Now they didn't really perform second leg, but Keith Ward missed a chance. He'd scored ninety nine times yeah. of a yeah. To, to equalise against Pauk like yeah. Pauk um, so that was an amazing summer yeah, it, was, it was incredible and uh, it, it, like Keith Ward you mentioned like he's like I, I love Ward like he's, mm. I think he's one of the great characters in the League of Ireland and uh, just a, a natural anti- I, watch, I love watching him play even though you know he plays with Dundalk now yeah, um, yeah. he was such a great character great person in the dressing room um, and you know he's still when people talk to him about that miss he's like oh I know I you know, know. And, like of all the players he wanted to fall to it's him because yeah. of his technicality you know and he just skewed it wide like you know but sure I, I, I still forgive him even though he missed the penalty for us in the cup final as well but anyway Ward he still love you still love you <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for, for a gritted team there, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder how many times we can say the word Pauk it's fun to say uh, how many Pauk. times we can say it yeah, but yeah. looking at their so they had reached the group stages of the Europa League in 8 of the previous 11 seasons yeah. and if you look so they were ranked 77th by UEFA the 5 teams below them in the rankings were 5 Spanish teams actually Granada, Real Sociedad Espanyol, Betis and Bilbao and the 5 teams above them West Ham, Southampton, Everton, Burnley, and Wolves. Wow! So, like, I mean, it shows where they were. Yeah. The, the first I ever heard of Pauk was 2011. They were drawn the same group: Shamrock Rovers and Europa yeah. League. And yeah. Rovers, I can't remember that, but I think Rovers scored over there. But the atmosphere at the ground—I was just watching on telly. It was like I've never seen anything like this. It's—it's it's part of what's technically South Macedonia in their head. So it's Thessalonica, which is northern Greece. And I just spent years in looking up Pauk on YouTube and their fans. They're utterly insane, like oh, off yeah. the charts. And that was the, like I, I'd love to go to. It's, it's one of my ambitions to go to a game there. But Pauk fans, if you're ever bored, look them up on YouTube. Like off the wall stuff, like and they've the rhythm of their songs and everything, and they're real like kind of. Um, um, it's it's just it's passion on steroids like Pauk fans amazing I was, I was talking to Philly McMahon very recently uh, about that game mm. in, in, in Greece and uh, he said like I mean Philly obviously is used to pack crow packs and mm. all that in his 2000 the noise yeah. he said he walked out on that stadium that day uh, you know the players going out to have a look at the pitch he said the stadium was already like there, there and was already full yeah. and the chanting and the, the flares and all were going off and he said it was so intimidating. Mm. Like even for Philly McMahon to say that, like he looked to the right and went, "Whoa, that's a that's a cauldron right there." Like fever pitch. And he was like, they they, they were at pains to tell the UEFA official that they needed a water break, but you could only get a water break if the temperature was below thirty two degrees, and it was thirty three degrees. Right. And he kept looking at the stadium clock. And then it dropped by the green. He ran over to him. Look, 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 look! We have to have a water break. We have to have a water break. So they got the water break in. So, uh, but it didn't help. They still got still got yeah. beaten. Yeah, that uh, the Shamrock Rovers. They, they lost two one over at Park. Carl Shepherd scored a, Shepherd, a bullet yeah. header from a free kick. Yeah, uh, just outside the box. So yeah, two one. Uh, but yeah, Park, great memories for both. I really remember and, and Rovers. Rovers Forget about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely gritted teeth talking about Rovers. Hundred uh, percent. Your last pick, Eric, is probably the most recent pick yeah. we've ever had for anyone on a, on this slot. It was July second of this year. So we're talking, what, 11 days ago? James McCarthy's performance for the dubs against Mayo. Yeah, um, I, I, the reason I picked that, I've been at a lot of Dublin matches mm. over the years, and, uh, and, and 
back in the bad old days as well, not just on the bandwagon, by the way, <laughs> back in the bad old days. Actually, the very, very first match, would you believe, that I went to see Dublin was the 1983 All-Ireland semi-final and it was a draw. It was Dublin Cork, and Barney Rock scored a last-minute goal to equalise for the Dubs. Big Galway in the final. <coughs> yeah, there yeah. You go. three it players sent off. Fourteen, fourteen, yeah. fourteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I went with Jason Sherlock because me and Jason Sherlock grew up on the same road together. He was on the yeah, show he was today. On the show like an hour ago. That's Jason, bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He was on, on Zoom. Yeah. Paul Finley. We were previewing Dublin Monaghan this weekend. We had Paul Finley in studio and, and Joe on the line. So no, there you well, go. That's mad. same show. Me and Jay. Yeah, me and Jay grew up together on the same road in in Finglas, and his dad was Manning the guy and used to bring Jay and then one day he said do you want to come so I went with him so my first Dublin match was with Jason Sherlock and his right. uncle yeah yeah show was just <laughs> like circle. Full, that's amazing <laughs> it's inception now it's, it's great <laughs> show within a show yeah. yeah so you know I've been to a lot of Dublin matches over the years um, and I suppose the reason I picked James in the very last match against Mayo was like he made his debut in 2011 I think the the, the year when Cluxton Mm. scored that, that yeah. he made his debut that year and ever since I think he was he's won eight All-Irelands in that time eight All-Irelands in that time and James I've met a few times as well he's like the most unassuming quietest humblest fella mm. you would ever meet um, but it was a privilege to see that performance uh, a couple of weeks ago against Mayo in the quarterfinals particularly the second half um, that 15 minute 20 minute spell uh, but it was all driven by McCarthy yes like from the throw in he wins the ball breaks boom point and there's a momentum there already and he's, he's to me he's the happy of, of, of Dublin the Dublin GA team like what is he 33 now 33 yeah and he doesn't show any signs, signs of slowing down 14th season 14th mm. season like, that's incredible that's an endearing part of this Dublin team like the lads like Cluxton and we mentioned the other lads as well Simons like that are still going strong and there is that like as as you get older, and I think it's in all of us, you really admire the lad who's like coming to the end, but he's still performing, and you're like, I don't know, does something to your heart. Yes, totally. And as I said, I've been fortunate enough to meet him a couple of times, and I know how humble he is. I know how 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 hurt and disappointed he is when when Dublin lose a game, mm. um, and. You know, he gets. It's the only time you'll ever see him getting a little bit angry and determined. Like you know, he says, "Oh no, we'll, you know, we'll put that right the next day." And, and invariably, he does. What did he make of you? What did he make of me? Yeah. I'm, uh, James is a Ballymun man. I'm a Ballymun man myself. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, we 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 get on well. I remember having to do. Um, I had to do a gig for the Dublin squad. Um, at that training centre, right? Bernard, remember Bernard Dunn? Bernard Dunn was yeah, involved yeah. in the in the Dublin backroom team. And he rings me and he goes, "Eric, will you do a gig for the squad?" And I was like, "Yeah." All right, yeah, okay. Um, now I've done a couple of gigs for various Dublin footballers and their own GA clubs. So Kevin McManaman, I did the St Jude's gig. Yes. For Michael Darren McCauley, did the Ballybone. I did the Ballybone St End Enders gig before their All Ireland club final, and he won. So I take credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, full so credit. I was brought down to the Dublin training centre, and it was a real. It was like a military run operation, you know. I had to arrive at a certain time, and then Bernard goes, Don't get out of your car, Eric. I'll give you the billy to get out of your car. And I'm like, What the fuck? Jesus <laughs> Christ. So he goes, Go, go, go. I'm like, What the, what the <laughs> get out of my car? And I'm walking up, and then Jim Gavin comes out, and I'm like, Oh, how are you, Jim? How are you, Eric? How's it going? Thanks very much for coming. You know, very serious and all that. And then he gives me a tour of the, the training centre, and inside the dressing room, they've all these big pictures of. Jimmy Keaveney and Dublin legends from Tommy Hannah yeah, yeah. from the past and big food spread from the gourmet food parlour it was like a really really professionally run operation and I'm still thinking to myself where are we doing this gig <laughs> is this going to be in the showers or what? <laughs> what's going on and then I was led outside and like there's a big grass hill and the Dublin squad had just finished training they'd all had their showers and they all came out and sat on the hill and I'm at the bottom of the hill and I'm going you want me to do the gig here 
And they were like, yeah. So I'm thinking, this has got to be impossible. Like, you know, yeah, like yeah. There's, there's open sky here. With comedy, you need a roof or something like, yeah, you know, to yeah. feel the, the, the noise. Um, but luckily, as I said, I knew a couple of the, the, the Dublin players, like James as well, and uh, and Philly was there as well. So what got them on site, I was incredibly nervous, because like, you're looking at these fellas who you hold up in high esteem, you're like, you're idols almost, like, yeah. you know. Literally looking up as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I could, like, this is the, the measure of the character of some of the Dublin lads. Some of the Dublin lads knew... I was feeling a bit nervous. They could tell I was a bit nervous. And uh, I remember Philly and uh, and Kevin McManam coming over and going, Eric, just go out and do your thing. It's grand. They'll have to be grand. I was going, all right, right nice one, that's nice one. <laughs> so what I did was I started off by slagging off Jim Gavin. <laughs> and they, all, they were like, it was like a load of school pupils and the teachers getting slagged off and they're all like that. <laughs> yeah, trying to conceal like it. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. got them on side straight away. <laughs> I think Jim had done an interview a week before. I think they'd beaten... Westmead by about 26 points and he said you know you know that wasn't an easy game by any means <laughs> he, said, he said Westmead are still a really good team like you know they just, we just got them on a bad day Do me a favour so, yeah. so I said I used that as a reference I said I was listening to Jim's interview after that 26 point against Westmead and uh, I said so I know that if this gig, gig goes tits up Jim Gavin will go well he's still a really good comedian you know, he, just, he just had a bad day like, you know what I mean? was Jim there actually then he was he was, he was yeah, yeah, yeah yeah he gave me his hat now you know the baseball cap he gave me his hat as a, as a souvenir brilliant I still have it um, but it doesn't fit me my head's huge <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> ah, listen they're, they're brilliant picks Eric yeah, I know it's not, not an easy one to pick but but really appreciate you coming in oh, thanks uh, for having me it's good to, good to remember some uh, some good sporting memories and I brilliant. know it's uh, big so. fan of the show it's great to be here thanks brilliant stuff OTB AM The Sports Breakfast Show from Off The Ball